previously on Myth Takes. I dropped a camera. I would love to see if I could review that tape and see, now that we know, like, since we've seen the gargoyles' faces, I would love to see if we could see it coming through the wall and see who it was. You actually recognize it as, once again, Officer Riggs. He has popped back oh. just a few hours later, and he is sort of poking around and scratching his head a lot. What? And then he suddenly seems to kind of turn heel and walk out. I don't know how I can help. There's a lot of mystery that is not, well, it's not known. And you're about to find that your world is a whole lot bigger than you thought it was. Yeah, I can't fit everyone in my dad's car because he has a bunch of junk in the back seat. So we're definitely going to need to use your car. Uh, hey guys, you mind if we make a stop over at the school real quick? Just outside the gym, it'll take five seconds, I promise. We really don't have a lot of time to waste, but as long as you're fast. The first thing TJ's gonna do, though, is he's gonna, um, set up the, the kicking machine right next to the car. Do you have anything useful? I, I mean, I, I've got the multi-tool. I can try and pick the lock with that. You hear the sound of a shotgun being cocked behind you, and you hear a voice say, Don't you fucking move! <laughs> and from around the corner comes swooping a gargoyle. And Officer Riggs goes to pull up his gun, but he is too slow. No! Riggs! Riggs! Welcome to Myth Takes. Uh, I am your keeper, Colin Parker, and I am joined on this episode once again by Morgan Spatola, Sam Grezes, and Whitney Nelson. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hello. So let's just do a quick recap of the last episode. Um, or I guess the last couple of episodes, real quick. I'll just kind of briefly summarize everything since this is what everything is leading up to. Um so the gymnasium wall exploded during homecoming, um, which interrupted TJ and the Sprinkles' lovely performance of coffee. Um, the uh, Whitney, nope, sorry, Annabelle. I don't know why I keep having an issue with getting people's <laughs> real names and their character names. Annabelle and TJ uh, both sort of investigated a little bit more than most people who were panicking. They found Dr. Hank Mansfield uh, very heavily injured. Um, as well as saw like a pool of blood that was not human out in the rubble. Um, Allie was working. She heard some kind of hubbub on the street. People were screaming, running away. She goes up to the top of the roof, gets a uh, pimp slapped, pimp handed, whatever. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? You don't talk, try and talk about backhanded. Uh, backhanded. There we go. I, I don't know why I just couldn't get to that word. Uh, backhanded off the top of the roof. Um, she ran inside and was getting prepared to do something when he, uh, the, the gargoyle uh, came down and took her dad. Um, and that's how Sky Dad was born. Um, after that, she started making her way towards, uh, town to, towards Russell following this gargoyle. Lost him during that process. Um, Annabelle and TJ kind of nursed the stranger, which was Dr. Hank Mansfield, back to health a little bit. Um, some very kind of, uh, tentative alliances were born. Um, we saw back into part of Anna Annabelle's history on, uh, kind of some of the initial mystery solving, uh, of this meddling kid. Mm -hmm. Um, then we saw this, uh, normal mundane person become a little bit of a action hero as he, uh, snuck his way into a, uh, police station, uh, got, got an amulet, Stole some shit, uh, broke some vials, and then the team comes came together. Um, and the very last thing that we had happen, essentially, was that everyone uh, came together as a team and went off into the Great Kansas Plains towards the burnt-down church. Um, and TJ uh, got a half a bag of footballs 
and a kicking machine that he attached to the front of the van using some uh, jumper cables. And then TJ also uh, broke the lock that was, uh, you know, kind of keeping the, the back door to this church space uh, locked when Officer Riggs found you all. Uh, and he was swept away by a gargoyle uh, that came crashing out of a stained glass window and took him uh, kind of upwards and away. And uh, that left the three of you outside of this church with um, Riggs now in danger and somewhere in your vicinity. Um, he is somewhere deep within like the catacombs of this church ruins. Um, and uh, the three of you are are here. Uh, it's time for the kind of final showdown here. So what do you do? Well, first I grab well, the shotgun. <laughs> right. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so that sucked. Shall we go inside? Yeah, I yeah. definitely think... I definitely think that's what Annabelle would do. Yeah, I mean, TJ had that right right before um, uh, Riggs got snatched up. Uh, I had that feeling of, like, I got to get get in there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, the door's open. I broke the lock, so I'm going to go ahead and scoot right on in. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys are now indoors. Um, now, the front half of the church, sort of where, like, the sanctuary and stuff like that is, um, part of that part of the building has lost some of its roof and everything like that. Um, but the rest of the church is pretty large. And some of the rest of the like rooms and structure is still intact, just a little charred. You guys are sort of in the back where, you know, maybe where uh, you would have like um, on the bottom level, kind of like where like a fellowship hall would be. And there's always like a kitchen so that, you know, you have those food functions at a church. Um, you guys are currently standing in that kitchen. Um, and just to sort of paint this scene to kind of make it simpler, there are multiple rooms in this place, but... Um, kind of your your three main ones are where you're at now, um, the sanctuary, and then um, sort of this like top floor of of the church um, building. Um, but uh, of course, there are other rooms that if you wanted to travel into, like if there's a specific place within a church that you know of that you're like, oh, I'd really like to go to the nursery for whatever reason, right? Like, you know, whatever room you feel is necessary you may now uh you're free to move about the church okay i would like to roll to investigate a mystery okay one second let me get to investigate a mystery um oops of and while, while while you do that uh tj not yep. to not to not to cut in but i in character i mean tj is just gonna go head right for like the congregation the main um you know, the main prayer area of the church. Sure. Yeah, hey, TJ, don't split up too much, because I don't think one of us can take these on our own. I, yeah, I'll, I'll yell. I'll yell for you. Don't worry. Uh-huh, you'll <laughs> yell when you're being swept up into the sky by a gargoyle. Yes, yes, I will. I will scream <laughs> very loudly then, if that happens. I also, you know, uh, I just want to say, like, as a bystander, I really appreciate that you are all very much in danger, and yet you are currently yelling to each other <laughs> in this yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, all right, so then Alex says, you guys shut up. <laughs> um, okay, so investigative mystery, go ahead and roll plus sharp. Um, okay, so that was an 11 minus 1, so I got a 10. Okay, so you get 2. Um, okay, so first I want to know where did it go. Okay, um, it went to the top floor uh portion of the church um so you know like there is a I'm trying to think of like how the best way to describe this so like if you're looking if you're actually in that congregation area right the sanctuary and everything like that there's all this stained glass and there's sort of almost like a balcony area um in that church um and then there are some sort of like classrooms and offices and stuff like that off of that balcony area um so they are all sort of in this for lack of a better term the belfry um, of the of this church currently. Okay, and then um, the 
other question I want to ask is what can hurt it? And I know that that's like kind of out there, like metagaming a little bit, but maybe like since she also is not quite of this world, she has some kind of knowledge or an inkling of what might help. So, mm-hmm. um, since you've got an 11, um, I'm going to kind of give a small hint here, um, in addition to the what can hurt it, um, because what can hurt it is kind of an open ended question. Um, what can hurt a gargoyle, uh, kind of depends on what stage it's in. And so, uh, the, the main gargoyle, right, this, this big bad that we've seen, um, uh, or not the big bad, sorry, this, this gargoyle that we have seen, the one that was injured and everything like that, this gargoyle is, uh, is, is definitely susceptible to most of your normal attacks. Um, Mm -hmm. it I will say that, you know, because it is made of stone, it's definitely going to have some armor. I'll go ahead and warn you on that. Um, there are a couple of uh, types of, for lack of a better term, like magic or moves that maybe one of your party, such as someone who's not necessarily fully human, might be able to pull <laughs> on a gargoyle. Um, again, depending upon the stage of its gargoyle ship. Um and uh, that is also going to be something that um, we'll address once we're in the same room together. Okay. Um, okay All right, so, so I... Oh. oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that Allie turns to Annabelle and says, we should probably go catch up to him before something Definitely worse happens. Definitely we should. <laughs> Definitely we should. Okay. Um, and then I was thinking about this, about going into the ruins, and so I have one of my abilities is it's a trap, and it makes a trap to capture a monster. And I was thinking that while we were in the downstairs area, I would maybe see like a beam or something that looked loose so I could set the trap now for before we went upstairs. Perfect. But okay. I didn't know if um, you wanted me to like roll that now or roll that once we were upstairs with the monster. Hmm. Um, why don't we, uh, why don't we roll it once we get to the monster? Like, I'll say that you, cause, okay, just kind of explain this part to me. Like, is it a thing of like, for your roll, um, is it a situation where if you don't roll well, the trap just doesn't happen? Or is it like a thing of, it doesn't work? It, I think that it just doesn't work. Uh, it's only okay. on a seven or nine, seven to nine or higher that I capture something. And then I can okay. choose the effect um, on a 10 plus, which is either okay. it'll slow it down or it'll inflict harm or it can be reset okay. and reused. And all of that is I can choose on a plus 10 or a 10 sure. plus. Okay. Um, so seven we'll, to nine, I catch it. We will, um, we'll go ahead and say that you have set it and then we will roll for when uh we are like in battle you can i will let you choose when and where you know to actually like spring this on uh on what you know on your prey all right so yeah what i had pictured in my head is we're running to catch up to tj i see like maybe a support um pillar that's loose and charred or something to that effect and i just sort of like ram my shoulder into it to knock it off its mooring so it's at an angle so it's still supporting the roof above it but not um sturdy in that because i figured that they're heavy and so it'll fall if something's standing on it that's what i had in my head sounds good to me that's 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 i'm so glad that you already have a vision for this fantastic (laughs) okay so, um, so we go you guys into are the in sanctuary. The Is that where TJ went? Sanctuary. Was that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so basically there is only uh, one level above you at this point, um, which you can get to by, you know, you walk past like the... Um, uh, like the like where like the pulpit and everything like that is. There's like a doorway that uh, one doorway leads kind of to like a back door to the like where the choir would sit you know but then the rest of the if you continue past that door you get to steps and you kind of wind around until you're up on that top level Mm -hmm. um so is there anything else that you would like to do in this room before you uh, traverse up those stairs well i wanted to check out like see if the amulet's doing anything right now Cool. Um, let's do, um, 
this isn't necessarily like a plus anything, but can you roll 2d6 and I can kind of cool. see just yep. how much of a thing you're getting off it? I got <laughs> I got a 6, so exactly average. <laughs> um, okay, why don't we, uh, what's your cool? My cool is plus 1. Okay, so we'll, we'll say plus 1 just to kind of make it as middle ground as possible. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it's impossible to get a one <laughs> on yeah, two d six. Um, fair. Unless you get one to land directly on a corner, which <laughs> is always a mystery. Um, I think that means so, you win. I think so as well. Well, hey everyone, mid takes is now over. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, tune in for the post series um, breakdown of everything. No, okay. So um, the amulet is definitely, you know, once again, it it's that thing of. It's not vibrating, but there is this odd sense that you get, you know, from from like the like the touch of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is definitely this thing where it kind of gives you almost like an insight, right? It kind of makes you feel a certain way, and so it is definitely pulling you towards the door. Um, but in a way, you're also kind of getting a small um, like tug as well towards uh towards the pulpit area Mm -hmm. um but it's very very faint um and the last thing i want to ask before you act on that is is have you made anyone aware of the amulet because i don't believe you've pulled it out yet right it's just been like in your pocket this whole time oh yeah 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 yeah. i but i don't think fucking tj doesn't care uh yeah (laughs) I, i i literally pull it out yeah okay it's it's visible i'm not trying to hide it hey what is that uh, yeah, what the fuck is that? I found it at the police station. It's like... It's like pulling? Some... I don't know, it's weird. It feels kinda... He- is it like a... It's like a magnet thing? I don't know. But... That shirt does not look like a magnet to me. Okay, I'm sorry, well, you found a spooky <laughs> necklace that's pulling you places? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> It was in with the rest of the gargoyle stuff. I thought it looked cool. So what? I could finally, like, stop wearing my puka shell necklace. (laughs) I mean, yes, please, stop wearing your puka shell necklace. But I think maybe we have bigger problems about this spooky necklace you found. Okay, well, I'll tell you one thing. It's one, it, it, it seems to be magnetizing or whatever, either towards the door or also the pulpit a little bit. Um, so I don't really know what's going on. I don't know if, I just know it has something to do with gargoyle because the police recovered it from the gym. Um, or at least that's what it seemed like. I, I, I picked this up when I was going for the blood samples, so. I do not trust that thing. So I assume thing. it's related. Okay, well, well, I, I, I feel like. Priority number one is going to be to take down the gargoyle, and uh, I have an idea about how to do that. Um, All right, let's hear it. Yeah, that's more than I have, so go for it. uh, One of you are going to need to come with me. Uh, Who of you is good at cars? Who can drive? I would like to think that I probably have more driving experience than both of you. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, Annabelle, <laughs> are, are you going to be able... Can you somehow... Uh, I, I saw you fiddling around with that beam. Um, is there any uh-huh. way you can get the gargoyle outside to the courtyard? You want me to be bait? No, not bait. Not bait. I'm saying if you can trap it or, like, lead it, like, trap it and, uh-huh. and capture it and make it go somewhere. You don't need to be there. You just may need to, like, uh-huh. make it. I mean, you could be in the car with us. Uh, I, like, okay. I, uh, yeah, I, I would I, I ideally think... like to be in the car with you. <laughs> okay. Well, perfect. Perfect. Okay. Is there anything we can do Great. to get? Well, okay. Here. How about this? We know he likes. Uh, we know he likes going after guys, right? Yes, that's that's what I was thinking. Is you would make much better bait. Li- so okay, listen very carefully because we're only gonna get one shot uh-huh. at this. I'm gonna run outside and wave my arms and act like a crazy person. Uh, Annabelle, 
what I need mm-hmm. you to do is uh, put the you know the the ski racks on the top of my uh, uh, my mom's minivan. Hitch the mm-hmm. the kicking machine. Wedge the legs of the kicking machine under those ski racks so that it's so that it's solid and isn't moving okay. around. I can do and that. Tie, and tie the uh, and tie the football bags to the ski racks as well. And then when you hear me yell, uh, drive over to me as fast as you can, Allie. Got it. And then and then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna jump up on that van and start pelting that piece of shit with footballs. Uh, okay, well I guess okay. it's better than nothing. That way we we have mobility. You guys can hop out of the car, set traps, like like get uh-huh. get into the mix. You, I mean, we have a uh, ho ho ho. We have a shotgun now. This is true. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, it's better also, than any idea I have, which is none ideas. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. So I guess let's do this. All right. I love this so very very much. <laughs> Sam has turned his character's mom's van into a football tank. <laughs> yes. Um, a, pretty, a, a warthog from Halo, except I have to be, I'm going to have to be standing on the top of oh the van. On top of a, what, what kind of minivan is it? It is absolutely a Ford Windstar. So the, the top is like fairly flat. Like I'm so not going to, it's know. a, it is a tank. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. Mm. God. Um, just so you are aware, though, don't don't forget this. Um, if you roll bad while on top of that van, oh yeah, uh, it, it's you're not going to be able to read a bad situation. You're going to be in a bad situation. <laughs> yeah. Going to fucking um, die. <laughs> what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is you might uh, you might give me a little bit of the what could go wrong thing here whenever I charge into immediate danger without hedging my bets. Hmm. Hold two, you know? uh, and I can spend yeah. the hold to inflict a harm or take plus two forward on an act under pressure roll. All right. Yes, I. You're right. I will absolutely give that to you. Okay. Um, cool. So I have two kind of fuck ups. Kind of. Right. Right. <laughs> um, um, so as okay. uh, as Annabelle and I are walking back to the car, I, I just mutter under my breath, "This is a terrible idea. This is such a bad idea." Hey, everybody, it's Colin Parker. Uh, In the words of Jordan Reed, your big, beautiful boss, baby boy, your keeper and your um, your eye doctor. All right. uh, Listen to this. Number one or number two. Number one or number two. Yeah, I'm pretty aware that they look basically exactly the same. It's going to take a couple of numbers before it starts to make a difference. Um, but let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Masterclass. Um, there's a really great uh, Masterclass here that we want to talk about because I think it's pretty relevant to our show here. Um, it's a Masterclass with R.L. Stein, Award-winning novelist R.L. Stein wrote jokes and funny stories for about 20 years before he switched gears and became a horror-writing legend. Since then, the author of the Goosebumps and Fear Street series has sold more than 400 million copies. In his first ever online class, Bob takes the fear out of fiction writing, and whether you're a beginner or a pro, you'll learn new ways to conquer writer's block, develop plots, and build nail-biting suspense that will thrill young readers. This masterclass features 28 unique lessons, a workbook, and even office hours where you can upload videos to ask questions of the class, and R.L. Stein himself will answer some of the hot-button issues. So just go to bit.ly slash rlscav, um, and the R.L. and S. are all capitalized. Make sure that you do that because it's capital-sensitive. Um, but uh, yeah, go learn from the best in the biz, R.L. Stein. Real quick, let's also chat about something that's in-house. Uh, just yesterday, at least at the time of recording this, we just announced our Patreon for the Scavengers Network. Um, it has officially gone live, and we are currently sitting with three backers already. Um, one person has chosen to be anonymous, but the other two people are Holly Chatfield Flanagan and Daniel Miners. Thank you so much for being a part of this. 
Um, and Patreon is just a great thing for us because obviously this is something that we would all like to do full time. I've also always said that if we ever get to a point where this becomes full time, I would take this show weekly. Um, but at the time being, I don't have that, uh, that luxury, unfortunately. But I'm extremely proud of this group. For those of you who have been here since the very beginning, um, the video side of the company has definitely gone through a lot of changes. Um, and we're still kind of experimenting with new formats, new shows, um, new miniseries. And in the podcast branch, each show is doing incredible things. I could sit here and break it all down, but that would make this whole thing go 20 minutes long. Um, but every day, I definitely wake up excited to see what's being posted, what's coming up next. Um, and things like, you know, this show, Myth Takes, or the Switcheroo of 2018, it helps bring us all together. And we get to work on things that uh, is a little bit out of our normal, outside of our normal formats and lives. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoy being a part of this little family here. Now, even if you only give $1 a month, it'll go a long way. And the nice thing is that for you, the backers, every tier gives you something. I'm not asking you to do it for me specifically. I'm asking you to do it for all of the people here. You know, do it for people like Alex, who writes a lot of music for multiple shows and does editing for videos. Or maybe the Reeds, who travel around to check out haunted sites. Or Sam at State Your Case, or the Nelson sisters at Historical Hotties, or both Morgan and Thomas over at Academy Outcasts who do research. All of these shows are very research-heavy each and every week, um, and they spend a lot of time doing that. Um, or maybe you are someone who really likes watching the Family Game Night videos, and maybe you just want to buy those, those kids some snacks. Um, it's totally up to you, but I promise that if you do give, you will receive as well. Um, and there is a way to dictate which shows that you listen to in case you're worried about where it all goes to. Um, again, I'm very proud of this network, and I'm just unbelievably stoked to see what comes next. So um, if you want to check that out, it is patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Once again, that's patreon.com slash the scavengers network. And there are multiple tiers that you can choose from, starting at $1 and going upwards for forever, basically. Um, so uh, please join us. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of really, really cool stuff that we have planned for all of our patrons. So join us in, uh, join us now, be, become part of the scav fam or scav crew or whatever level you want to be a part of. Okay, so let's get back to the show. This episode is coming to you on August 16th, which means that the last part of this first arc, Homecoming, ends on August 30th. I thought this was going to be a four episode arc and it went for six and it's all because the amazing people on this show continue to build and just really take the narrative into their own hands and shape it into something incredible. I'm so excited for you guys to hear the ending of this. Hopefully we, you know, we've kind of given you a lot of mystery uh, so far and I cannot wait for what comes next. So we'll see you on the 30th. And now back to Myth Takes. So I'm gonna go ahead out of out of the church, and I'm gonna be like have a fucking TJ smile so big. This is a great idea. <laughs> hey gargoyle! <laughs> hey gargoyle! <laughs> check check me out. I'm I'm a I'm I'm a man, and <laughs> come and get it. I. Uh, Root diddy do, and TJ starts doing a uh, a dance, not necessarily like mm -hmm. a sexy dance, but just like a little, like a he, he's he, he, you know shaking his hips a little bit. Has no idea what he's doing, um, but he thinks this right, is the now, right thing to do. Although this isn't going to inflict, uh, and I know this isn't going to inflict harm, um, but you are trying to convince someone that you're kind of a little rough and tough, and um, this will definitely affect how part of this battle goes. So can you just uh -huh. do a faux kick some ass uh, roll for me, Sam? Sure, sure. Just for like the the bait slash like luring the monster into the courtyard right. out of the building. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, one second here. It's going to be plus tough. Oh, shit. That's a natural 12 plus tough. Fuck, That's yeah. 13. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> um, Literally so perfect. Well, here's the thing. Here's, you know how in golf, um, the point of golf is to usually 
uh, play as little as possible, get as few points as possible. Uh-huh. Um, you just convinced, <laughs> you were very convincing oh, with yeah. being okay. tough. Yep. With your ratatatatsu, <laughs> or, or what, what did you what did you say again? What was what was your do do? Yes, um, I I picture this almost in a way as um, the Arrested Development, like doing a chicken but not knowing what a chicken sounds yeah. like in yep. a way. Um, yes, chicha um, chicha. Uh, anyway, it's like has anyone in this family ever seen a chicken? Okay, um, so here's the deal. Um, you did real well on. Providing that you are a tough foe. Um, here's the thing. Do you remember when we were at the end of episode three, kind of looking at the front of the church and noticing just some kind of things that were a little different about some of the structure and perhaps more than one statue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're standing outside. And the, the, it's kind of this, like, very picturesque thing, right? You can see the church, like, the front of the very church is kind of uh, in the shadows because the moon is directly behind the church. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just barely above the peak of the top of the building. And so as you're doing this call, you see lift out of the top of the church um, a, a form, right? You know, it's a winged form. Mm-hmm. And you recognize that as a gargoyle, for sure. It's just um, like the intro to the show! <laughs> Dr. Exactly. Mansfield was right! <laughs> <laughs> but um, here's the thing. It's not the only thing that you see suddenly rise to the sky. Oh, fuck. <laughs> now there's a second one. Oh, God. And now there's a third. Oh. Um, and the third one um, is... Oh, God. You know, when you see the first one, it's kind of like, you know, what you expected. And so is the second one. The third one's um, not, like, crazy big, but it is certainly larger than those two. Um, mm-hmm. And it is very apparent that this is not necessarily a one-and-done kind of situation. You have just, um, you've rattled the hornet's nest a little bit. Sure. Um, and so now uh, you have a kind of almost in a V formation, three gargoyles flying right down towards you. There's more than one? And Allie punches <laughs> the gas. Get me! What the hell are you guys doing? She's speeding Bring towards the Bring the goddamn car around! <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and do... Um, why don't you... Um, Annabelle. Yes. I will let you select which of the three that you would like to try to use your trap on, and why don't we go ahead and and uh, settle that one or resolve that? Do any trap. of them appear to still have Riggins? Um, no. Okay. None. Uh, Riggs is not Riggs. on either of them. Okay, so I don't see Riggs. No. Um. Then I guess. Probably whichever one is closest to the to the trap, so like closest to the church, rather than closest okay. to TJ. Right. Um, so that would be the one that is on the left. Um, and so go ahead and roll your trap. All right. That is a... Oh, not good. That is a 10. Okay. Better than Wait, I thought. It's, it's, 10, with, uh, it's 10 with my... Um, Oh, okay. I modifier. was like, how is that not good? No. Okay, nice. gotcha, <laughs> it's gotcha, 10 gotcha. with my modifier. Right. Yeah. Um, and so then you get to do, you get to choose one of those three things, correct? Uh, yes. On a 10 plus, I get to say it will take some time for the victim to get three free or it inflicts harm or it can be reset and reused later. Um, I'm going to think at this point with two where we were not expecting two, we want some time for it to get free. Mm-hmm. So okay. that it like slows it down, so we can just focus on the one closest to TJ. Perfect. Okay. Um, so you have successfully sprung a trap. Um, congratulations. Um, and now you are down to two gargoyles. Um, and uh, let's see. By now, you have closed the gap pretty pretty significantly. Um, TJ is only a few yards away, um, and these things are already almost on you like they are probably mm, let's say they they've now 
crossed half of the distance between the church and the van. Um, so they're definitely moving a little bit faster than than TJ is. Um, so who is going to make the next move? Uh, how I mean, far away it, are we from it, TJ? Uh, like TJ's, I mean, TJ can get to the van before they do, for sure. Okay, so I want to pull the van, like, screech to a stop and uh, train my shotgun on him and just try to take a shot at the closest one. Okay, um, then let's just go ahead and do another kick some ass. Okay. Um, hang on. I had to look at my ratings. Okay. Um, <laughs> God fucking damn it. Okay, so that's a um, six minus one, so that was a five. So Allie's never okay. touched a shotgun in her fucking life, apparently. <laughs> okay, so, um, all right, I will give you, so you have a hard choice here. So I will give you two choices here. Um, either uh, you just completely miss it and now have made um, one of them, uh, and I'll let you choose, but you've made one of them more aware of you than they are of TJ. Um, or the kickback on it, like when you miss the kickback on it is so heavy that it falls not too far away, but it's definitely a, you're going to have to open the door to pick it up. Um, I'll go with the first option, whichever one is the closest one. Like if that one's paying more attention to me now, Um, that's fine. Sure. So that's the one that's in the middle. That is the slightly larger one. Um, cool. So you, you miss it. Um, I mean... You know, basically the buckshot just kind of goes buck wild and doesn't come anywhere close to the thing. Um, but the loud noise this is and harder the than stuff. I thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> stuff whizzes past it and it has now turned its attention towards you. That's right. Get at me, is... you dad stealing son of a bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, perfect. Um, so uh, the good news is, is that, um, is that is the one that actually stole your dad. Oh, good. I see it in his eyes. Oh, <laughs> uh, you sky dad, son of a bitch. Um, all right. So uh, you have caught its attention and it is flying more towards your general direction, um, which is still technically the direction that TJ is going, but it is like kind of veering a little more to the side. Um, and so at this point, TJ is at the van. The three of you are still in said van, but you are at a complete standstill. So what happens next? I have like a stupid idea, so I'm going to let someone else like go first before I... Because I want to see what you guys okay. are thinking before I make any more action. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leap on up to the car, like to the top of the car. And, uh, you know, man the, man the, man the football turret. <laughs> okay um you can go ahead oh okay well so then i guess if tj's on the car i'll just i don't want to like drive towards them but maybe like flank around to the side or something like so i'm starting to do like a wide circle um instead of going straight towards them with the van Um, as soon as as soon as you start moving i'm gonna kind of like get on like get prone and grab onto the ski rack so I don't fall off. Okay, good. So here's what I was thinking, and this may not be a question that anyone can answer, but is there anything in the van that I could use? Because my really only like sort of attack thing other than the traps is improvising a weapon. And I don't really want to use the van to improvise a weapon because then we're all vulnerable to like the van breaking but like is there anything in the van that i could use and literally just like throw a wrench out the window as we pass somebody or something like that i mean so it's a i mean i mean it's a it's a van of of uh you know of the mom of a high school like jock guy so yeah so like a tire jack or something you got it you probably got a jack you probably got a spare tire you probably got a tire iron you probably have like a cooler and like one of those family bags of like sun (laughs) chips that she just left in there (laughs) Uh, a couple pairs of sunglasses uh, right. definitely well, like at least two trapper keepers and backpacks like yeah it, I, I definitely mean, you know. think don't forget Annabelle's TJ's baseball bat that's yeah that's true, true. The ba- my baseball bat that's is true. still in the van I don't have it on me so yeah I'm definitely gonna grab the bat then 
Um, And use an improvised uh, weapon to attack something. Um, So that is, let me roll that. And I'm going to basically just like reach out of the van. So that's seven. What's my modifier on that? My tough Mm -hmm. is minus one. Oops. So that's a six. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's see. Hang on one second. Um, Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. So. Um, what is the name of that thing um, where, you know, when it's a thing that obviously mostly it's high schoolers that do it, but it's like where you have a baseball bat and someone drives you down the side of a road and you swing at mailboxes and you try and make exactly the loss. What's that called? Um, yeah, I don't remember what it's actually called, but yeah. Man, uh, mailbox I- hitting. Baseball bat. <laughs> but yeah, I, say, I didn't like even know it had a name. I've always just considered it like people destroying mailboxes <laughs> yeah i don't know why i could have sworn there was just a thing that was like there was like a, a game oh i'm sure there is that, i'm like, sure there for is for some weird reason i really thought there was a, a game i'm an old lady i don't that. know those things same um <laughs> i okay real quick i do want to point out that i did quickly do a, a glance or research and clicked on the first link i could find did not notice that it was a yahoo answers <laughs> um, oh god but um here's here, here's the here are the only answers. Um, someone said, "Hey, what's the name of the game where teenagers drive by a mailbox um, and someone leans out and hits it with a, a baseball bat?" I want to know what it's called, please and thank you. Um, the best answer was called uh, we call it box ball, um, which I think may have just been what I was thinking of. In New York, it's known as the Big Apple. What? Apparently, mm, no, it's I, not. I, I, <laughs> doubtful. I, I was gonna say I, that sounds super doubtful. <laughs> Um, this guy gave a huge paragraph or sorry, lady Jane wrote this huge thing that I'm not going to get into, but it's, it's, uh, it makes no sense. Um, and, uh, the next person said mailbox baseball, but the answer that I wish was known as the best answer, uh, because it has three thumbs up (laughs) is, uh, sorry. And I will, and I'll give you this part first. The source for their answer was every state law. Oh God! And their their answer was simply vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> nice, um, factual. So I think that that's what we're gonna call it. Okay. So um, Annabelle leans out the window. Hang on, while you were doing all of that Yahoo answers, I was looking. So I don't know if I am affected by tough on this one because my move doesn't say plus anything. Oh wait, what move were you using? Oh, improvised weapon. Yeah. Oh, 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 you're right. It's uh, not for a some kick reason, some ass. And, and uh, like reading it, it doesn't say that there's any modifier, which means I wouldn't be negative one. I would still be a seven. Right. You're right. In my head, I was thinking that it was the same rules as kick some ass. You're right. It does not use that. Yeah. So, okay. So then what is, um, I, before I paint that little word scene then, go ahead. What is it? What do you get on a seven? Uh, it inflicts plus one harm or it more momentarily stuns them or it trips or entangles them. Uh, it can inflict. Inflict plus two harm, but the improvised weapon breaks. Um, <clears throat> well, that's definitely your choice. Which one do you want it to go for? I feel really bad breaking TJ's baseball bat, but I think I'm going to try to inflict the most harm. Fuck yeah. Okay, so you're going to do Find plus another baseball two. bat. <laughs> yeah, plus two. Um, two harm. Okay. <clears throat> so Annabelle leans out the window of this Windstar and just sort of batters up... Uh, in a attempt to play a good old game of vandalism with um, <laughs> one of the gargoyles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, she gets this gargoyle square in the fucking face. Hell um, yeah, I do. And uh, that is one of the toughest spots uh, on it because its skull is also made of stone. Uh-huh. Um, and so this bat just takes a pretty hefty hit. Um, it is not exactly shattered, but it is, um, there's definitely a large chunk of it missing now. Yo, um, what the fuck, Annabelle? <laughs> Sorry, TJ. <laughs> there's more important things going on right now. <laughs> I'm just yeah, trying to not die. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the par- uh, Sam, um, who is TJ's favorite baseball player? Oh, no. uh, that's going to be no! current, current or all time, because all time it's going to be Ken Griffey Jr., Okay, um, so the part of the baseball bat, though, that was signed by Ken Griffey Jr., that is the part that has, uh, like, for some weird reason, he he signed near the top instead of the handle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
And so it just says uh, Iffy Jr. on it now. Um, <laughs> oh, the Ken oh my Gr- God. Iffy Jr. I am keeping that weapon forever. Iffy fucking Jr. Hell yes. I would have stabbed so many people with that broken fucking baseball bat. <laughs> um, fantastic. Okay. So um, you are now left with Iffy Jr. Um, <clears throat> and... Um, so that guy has been hit square in the face, and he does a straight-up nosedive into the ground. Damn. Um, and, has, and is now kind of, like, trying to kind of gather himself up a little bit. He is definitely, um, you know, he's not going to be able to attack this turn. Um, and uh, because I think that the, the furthest consequence currently is that the weapon is, uh, in, is in a little danger there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, next, uh, I know that this game doesn't necessarily have orders, but, um, I, I, I am curious now to know, um, either TJ or Allie, um, you know, there's one guy that's kind of coming after Allie, so which of you is going to take this? Oh, I'll, I'll take it, I'll take it. If, if the, if the gargoyle is coming after, you know, Allie, who is driving... Yeah. Okay. So I also I mean, want to make a note. Um, I want to make a note while I'm driving because, like, now it kind of seems like the girls are spread out. I'm trying my hardest not to get in between them, but just stay like, like around the outside of them. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm, be the mm-hmm. van and then a gargoyle on either side. So that's like my plan to maneuver right now. So sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Um. Cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and like slowly kind of get to my probably just my knees um using the kicking machine as as ballast um because it's Mm -hmm. i assume it's pretty far like wedged in there um i'm gonna reach into the uh football bag grab a grab a couple of them and just kind of (laughs) like set the set the kicking machine (laughs) to to as high as it can go like set it to to probably like hundred yard kickoff and then try and just like point blank this gargoyle in the face with as many footballs as I can can you know presumably like cram in the in the thing. Sure. Um <clears throat> so if that is the case, let's see. Um let me look at your move set again real quick. What what are the moves that you have that you I mean, use? I, yeah, I have I have what could go wrong. Don't worry, I'll check it out and oops. So like none of these really have to and do oops. Okay. with improvising like, a no, weapon, none of them I are guess. Attacks. Okay. No, none of them are attacks. Just wanted to double check. Just wanted to double check. Okay. So if that's the case, then this is gonna have to be a kick some ass. Um so let's kick some ass. Alrighty. So rolling plus tough. That is going to be okay. Uh, that yeah, that is a six plus tough. Um, but I'm I am going to use one of my holds to uh, okay. So to get in, a seven. To inflict one. No, no. I um, I uh, I mean I I don't bump the roll up. I just inflict one harm. The only roll I can bump up is an act oh. under pressure roll, uh, where I can take plus two forward on that. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to use one of my holds to inflict <clears throat> one harm on on this, no matter what happens. Um, and okay. then I can like save save my other holds for later. Okay. Um, but so then, if that's the case, it's you still get a plus one damage but you're getting you're still getting a six on the roll it, it right it's still a six it is still a failed roll yeah okay <laughs> okay this is great um because this was something that i was hoping to do since the minute you came up with this plan yeah. um so Fucking i'm kind of glad the car, you, idiot i dare you <laughs> um so i'm kind of glad that you bunged this one um so here's what happens so you set this thing off the first one goes sailing over the top right yeah sure of course the second your football Right, uh, and you're like, okay, uh, let me do some quick calculations here. Da, 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 da. You, know, you pull it a little bit, and the second ball launches and catches it, not necessarily in the face, but it actually clips its wing, mm-hmm. um, which drastically changes its um, its uh, momentum a little bit, and it um, crashes, uh, or not crashes, but it, 
it just sort of grazes the side of the car a little bit. It misses you. Uh-huh. But it definitely hits the side of the car. And TJ doesn't necessarily fall off, um, but what he does is his foot is now tangled in the bag of footballs, and he oh. is dangling over the side of the van. Yes! Um, yes, 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 there yes! Is, and so, uh, yeah, your head and hands are kind of like only like a foot off the ground, essentially. Um, <laughs> Annabelle now has a splintered bat in her hand. Uh, there is a gargoyle face down. There's a gargoyle who is stunned, and there's a gargoyle that still has probably like maybe one more turn of being trapped in the church. Um, so y'all are in some pretty dire straits. <laughs> yeah, we really are. everybody. I'm Lindsay Reed. I'm Jordan Reed. And this is Chupacabra's number one fan, Molly Reed, our dog. And we are the hosts of Spooky Spouses, a podcast fueled by our love-hate relationship with any and everything paranormal adjacent. We talk about things like urban legends, ghosts, scary movie sets, other ghosts that are maybe a little taller than regular ghosts, Cryptozoology, Tom DeLong, Alien Hunter, and our creepy neighbor Crystal Chris. Each week, Lindsay and I will research a topic that we have yet to discuss with one another and talk about it on the show. So if you're not too scared, join us every Monday for Spookies and Giggles. Bye. Bye. <laughs>